0: Listen a warning. This podcast episode may contain verbal descriptions of violence, as well as expletives and profanity. The cast and crew recommend you apply or seek adult judgment before continuing. Only in death, the secret mission logs of Kill Team Atromitos. Episode 11, The Lord's Home PDF Base, Part 1 of 2. Welcome loyal subjects of the Imperium to the next session of Only in Death the Secret Mission Logs of Kill Team Atromatos. I am Radio Rob, your Game Master for these sessions, and my friends and I will be creating a grim, dark science fiction action movie in the theatre of your mind. Uh, we will be playing the Death Watch role-playing game for your listening enjoyment. Death Watch being part of the Warhammer 40,000 role-play line uh where we all get to play Space Marines. So let me very quickly go around our international table uh playing via Discord here. Uh Sim, how have you been going?
1: I have been freezing my Australian ass off in London this week. <laughs> <laughs> it has been tipping it down snow. There's about an inch, another inch fell today um while I was at work, but it's been quite unusual um finding all the other australians at work by just walking to the window every time it snows and there we all are also <laughs> the south africans and the kiwis and the the two ladies from singapore also staring out the window at the snow
0: i don't know why i'm all of a sudden having flashbacks <laughs> to the king and i where <laughs> um yes where they all uh, uh, had to make up uh, snowflakes and no one had even seen it before and uh <laughs> Yul Brynner was uh thinking that snow was all bollocks, but anyway <laughs> Um anyway, uh, oh, mate, who've we got next on the list? Catchmate, how are things been been going for you? Uh,
2: not bad. Uh been uh pretty busy uh uh acting in a uh play coming up in april and uh rehearsal schedule has been taking up a lot of my time but uh
0: uh yeah other than that pretty good fantastic and staying with canada for the moment um i have this feeling that scott might not be about because he's still got the mute icon next to oh no wait he's unmuted scott mate how you going i'm good man how are you doing I'm doing all right. Thank you very much. What's been keeping you busy lately?
3: Uh, business and baby on the way. That's basically my life now. So I've been nose like just to the grindstone producing podcasts for people all week. It's nice to kind of take a Friday evening and not do that. <laughs> Either of those <laughs> things. This is nice. You guys are my saving grace right now. <laughs> uh.
0: Glad to hear we can give you a bit of rake. And finally, Rebel Mate, how have things been going for you?
4: Oh, yeah, not too bad. Uh, pretty much the same as Sim, although remarkably less Australian. Dealing with the cold snap that London's going through right now. Uh, planning a wedding, which is um, shit. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> the end result is brilliant, but the planning. <laughs> i I literally have a uh a a whiteboard next to me with about 60 ticky boxes uh most of which are not tickied
0: (laughs) (laughs) how much time have you got left
4: oh loads it's all have we paid for this ticky boxes
0: uh the answer
1: is no,
3: <laughs> uh, man. The baby is the same thing. Like I've, I've, I've seen lists, more lists, cross-indexed into other lists. Like this is nuts, and all of it is, is money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy, sounds like fun times all around. Well,
3: uh... people wonder why I hoard my experience. It's because it's all I could save. <laughs>
0: Yes, for the, for those don't buy a baby with experience, fella. No. Don't. God, you know, all of a sudden I'm now having visions of you know uh, people paying experience points to actually get you know um, five year old kids right out of the gate or something like. Now, now I want to put some more experience. Let's let's skip past puberty and the and the terrible teens. Let's. I just want my kid to be you know leveled up to adulthood already.
4: Wait, can we
3: do that? Can I start saving XP now?
0: <laughs> I've got a
3: head start, man. You bought dual weapons.
1: <laughs> um. I think, I think, Rob, that's called boarding school. All
3: right. Oh, <laughs> snap! Oh
0: boy!
1: You know, juvenile detention, depending on what kind of the country you're from.
0: <laughs> uh well. Well, let's see if we can't help distract ourselves from all of the drama in our real lives with some, um, uh, some grimness and some darkness and some drama in our uh, uh, little science fiction fantasy that we've got going on here. Um, Life can't get dark enough, man. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So let us see. Uh, for those of you who may be unfamiliar with Only in Death, the Secret Mission Logs of Kill Team Atromatos, it tells the story of a group of the Emperor's finest warriors in all the galaxy, the Space Marines, who have been seconded to the Death Watch, a secret organization that works with the Inquisition of the Imperium of Humanity, hunting down threats that are too large for the Inquisition on its own, yet not large enough for a full military deployment to take down, or where perhaps even uh, that larger deployment would only make things much, much worse anyway. Our team has been deployed to the planet Avalos, where an Inquisitor has defined, uh, pardon me, has identified a gene stealer infestation as being present on the planet. They dropped in after the frigate that was to deliver them to the planet Avalos and provide fire support was attacked in orbit by a group of bio ships from the alien force known as the Tyranids, a vicious, uh, and all of a sudden words escape me for a second or a moment, uh, a vicious, all-consuming race that devours anything organic and only leaves barren, airless, lifeless planets behind it as it moves throughout the galaxy in an all-consuming tide. And uh, the kill team arrived on Avalos via drop pod, defended a group of planetary defense force troopers from an overwhelming horde of rebels, as the planet Avalos seems to have fallen into rebellion, and then were briefed by... An agent of the Inquisition who was masquerading as the captain of the planetary defense force unit that the Marines saved. The Inquisitor who summoned them to the planet is missing after the rebellion sparked off a week ago. She... Had her suspicions confirmed that there is indeed a gene stealer infestation on the planet and went to try and hunt down the Broodlord, the massive gene stealer creature that is at the heart of the infestation. However, she and most of her retinue have not been seen since, and the remaining agent of the Inquisitor's retinue tasked the kill team with two mission objectives sending an astropathic call for help by the Astropath, who is located in the Magistria Magistria district in the north of town, and then hunting down and eliminating the Broodlord, as while the planet is under threat from impending Tyranid invasion, it still has a chance of being saved, but it can only do so if the rebellion is put down first. Last session, the Marines arrived at the main headquarters of the Planetary Defense Force, which was under shelling fire from a battery of siege guns, which the Marines then moved out and promptly destroyed. And that is where we pick up. So, Kill Team Atromatos, I am generally assuming that uh, after your... uh, your takedown of the siege guns you have pretty much gathered once more uh, out the front gates of the pdf base and uh uh you can see uh, several pdf troopers coming off the walls at the top of the base um several more coming out from the structures within Enmar and um uh, basically, coming out, and there is sort of a, a look on their faces which I think perhaps you are starting slowly to get used to, as most of your life has been either spent on the battlefield or cloistered within your respective fortress monasteries, monasteries, pardon me, monasteries, or starships of your chapters with very little contact with uh, those in the broader Imperium. And you basically watch as these people uh, slowly st- slowly gather around you with these expressions of uh, shock and wonder and awe on their faces because this is the first time that pretty much any of them has ever seen The any one, let alone four of the legendary Space Marines. And um, one of them steps up to you. Uh, You notice that this one is young, um, slightly tanned, from what you understand of the ages of regular humans, you would estimate her to be uh, in her late 20s, and sort of still has perhaps the last vestiges of baby fat on her. She's wearing neat, but lived-in PDFs of- PDF officer's fatigues. And if there's one thing you notice, is that there is a brooch of obvious quality. Uh, it features a blue cross with silver edging on a blue shield, and it's situated next to her uh, officer's ribbons. Um, she, steps now, hello. Up- mm. uh, she steps up... She uh, steps up, sketches a... Uh, Sort of a an unsteady bow and says, "My lords, I'm I'm Commander Melton, uh, leader of this leader of this base, and we owe you our very lives. Thank you for thank you for coming in you, uh, coming in and intervening. Your arrival was certainly unexpected, but we are very glad of it. Uh, what can we do?"
4: Has the battle actually finished, Rob?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, this particular battle has. Yes, the. Uh, I, I mean,
4: like the the area, like the conflict has stopped in the area. They've mopped up the remaining uh, renegades, etc., etc.
0: Precisely. Yeah. Uh, you eliminated the crew of the Medusa siege guns and took care of the three hordes that were directly assaulting the base. So yes, hostilities in the uh, current vicinity have ceased.
1: Does that tank still work?
0: Did the uh, pretty much artillery gun still work? Mm. Uh, I'm assuming pretty much you drove it back, yes. Awesome. You can um, even see the uh, contingent of PDF who got in with you and sort of uh, manned the las guns along the hull, uh, talking excitedly with uh, with some of their fellows, and, you know, you can hear them talk about, jump the chimera, it was incredible. <laughs>
1: Awesome. I'm going to wander over to them, give them a high five, and then get them to help me lift any kind of ordnance or handy items that are lying around that are not nailed down into the back of that tank,
2: <laughs> strapping it
1: to the top of the tank and the sides of the tank mm. because I'm a PC who is Australian and my character is Scottish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Okay, so you step over to the PDF Troopers. Uh you go to give them a high five, and then you sort of realise, okay, for for them, you're going to have to do a medium five. So you sort of, you know, just reach hand and then you five. sort of drop it down to about shoulder level, and they, you know, like you know, for a second, so just like, like, like in
1: bad real bad. life, Rob.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much, just like in real life. <laughs> the
3: joke is, the sim is very tall. Indeed. So I am going to advise some of the the PDF to go reclaim those siege guns and basically employ them in their um, defense. And I'm going to ask Gladius if there's a chance that he can take a look at my wounds because I was very reckless last game, if I recall. (laughs) Of course, brother. And and Gladius will look to
4: uh, Captain Milton, Sergeant Milton. Commander. Commander Melton, <clears throat> and uh, so after addressing, uh, Matthias will look to her and say, Commander, you know how to deal with uh, the remainders of a battlefield, so I shall not tell you how to do your job. You do not owe us your lives. We are all, you and I, servants of the Emperor. What we do require, however, is somewhere that we can check our weapons Heal our wounds and plan for the next part of our mission.
0: She nods and says, Of course. If you follow me, we'll find you some quarters where you can prepare. And uh, she basically motions back uh, through the massive gates in the walls of the base, uh, back within, where there are several pretty much the standard construction that you would expect or perhaps slightly substandard for, after all, this is uh, a planetary defense force battalion and not a full Imperial Guard. Uh, Various structures within this base. You can identify uh, barracks, uh, what looks like an armory mess hall, uh, a main command and control structure. Uh, Again, what generally you would expect from a, a serving military base so uh uh Commander Melton takes you in uh she looks over to uh a uh, uh an older human who is uh uh slightly taller uh stocky battered and uh seems to have sort of a uh, a set sour expression on his face and one thing you sort of notice that is odd he's wearing. PDF officers' fatigues that are more worn, but uh, on the right breast where you would expect to see just uh, the logo of the PDF, which is basically uh, wings surrounding uh, a very stylized depiction of a globe, basically just a circle with a few longitude and latitude lines. Above them, you can see the winged skull of the Imperial Guard, uh, you get the feeling that this one has modified uh, the uniform that he's wearing. Um, she turns to him and says, All right, Lieutenant Garth, You see to any stragglers out there, make sure our perimeter is secure. And uh, he basically, he doesn't give a yes, sir, he just sort of uh, no, uh, nods, grunts curtly, and then uh, motions to uh, a platoon of PDF that uh, has come up with him and says, uh, "All right, platoon, you heard it. Move. Let's move out and secure this pr- and uh, and secure the base."
4: Cool. So as we're heading in, I'm gonna send a message to Brother Avalon over private comms and just be like, uh, "Brother Avalon."
1: Do you need more grenades?
4: Is that not the question I normally ask you?
1: Yeah, but I'm normally the one throwing them.
4: Will you be okay handling outside for now?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm seeing a whole lot of uh, extra support, I guess we could say, coming out of the building now towards me. I'll put them to work.
4: Good. I intend to... uh, I tend to acquire the Chimera that you've been driving in order to help us when we're travelling around. So do what you must.
1: I'd already taken that as a given. Um, We'll get working and see if we can make some improvements by the time you're finished inside.
4: Fantastic. Thank you, brother. And, yeah, we're just quite happily at this point. I, I don't know about... What is Gideon doing, actually? Is Gideon, like, following along with me and Matthias?
2: Yeah, um... He, he probably would not be... Uh, he, he would be following along with you, not really um, paying much mind to
4: the PDF. Which is basically fair. So, like, after a bit of walking to wherever it is that Melton's going to take us... Um, Gladius will take off his helmet and actually just straight up motion to the medal on her chest and say, Commander Melton, are you a member of a noble house?
0: Uh, she sort of starts at this a little bit and um, nods and says, uh, Yes, I am. Uh, this, is, this is my family's crest, House Melton. We, uh, uh, we have uh, uh, Demesnes up, uh, up on the cliffs in the magis- Magistery District.
4: Ah, we need to go there. Do you I know much of your? <laughs> do you know much of
0: your uh, household area? Certainly, yes. I know some, and um, I can certainly assist. Can you tell me? Are you planning to repl- to uh, move out there soon? Once I have seen to my brother's wounds, yes. She nods. And uh, by the way, quick GM's note, uh, were you also going to be working on that um, anti-gene stealer poison from the heads that you took? Basically,
4: um, I was figuring that I would fix up Matthias first, uh, but ultimately I can always do that in the Chimera. Mm. You know, I won't be driving, so I'll just sit in the back seat. Back seat drive, and then uh, make the poison there.
0: Yeah, no worries. I was just thinking, from memory, the uh, description says you basically pretty much need about an hour of fairly consistent time to. Uh, um, but yeah, good point. You could probably there may be some extended travel time a little bit later on where you'll be able to.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> not the way I drive.
0: The, <laughs> the, the poison only works once, so like I'm going to be saving
4: it for the. Bro- I'm going to suggest people save it for the Broodlord anyway. So we've got time.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, she nods and says, um, of course, that that is good. The sooner we can get up there, the sooner we can get the... Especially with your help and uh, your persuasion, my lords, uh, I have no doubt we can convince the PDF command and uh, particularly the planetary governor to actually release the... Regi- uh, uh, Pardon me. Uh, to release the platoons that uh, they withdrew back to the Magisterium district, back into the town, we need, we need reinforcement here if we are to save the city.
4: Yes, there are. We need access to the Magister, uh The Magister, what was it called, Rob?
0: <laughs> That's all right. I've been tripping over it myself.
4: Ma- uh, Magisterium Magister district. Uh, we need access to tactical assets within the Magisteria district. I do not wish to entirely co-opt the PDF into making sure that we can achieve these goals. Mm. However, if it is your requirement to move on that area, then our plan is to move there next. And I'll look to the other two just to make sure they're okay with that. Good evening. I'd...
0: Alright. Okay. Yeah, so
4: um, at this point, I guess we try and jam some super glue into Matthias's arm.
0: <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. Alright then. So, from the sounds of it, we're trying to do a little bit of healing. On... Yeah. Here we go. Now. I am just trying... Friend- quickly going to the apothecary let's see uh an apothecary may restore 1d5 additional wounds with any successful medici test for first aid see page 102 so uh in that case i keep forgetting about that because that gives you a uh, a few more here we go first aid don't worry buddy i've not been forgetting ah fantastic all right then i've got enhanced healing no worries all right then give me let me see uh i think if we check out matthias's character sheet on the combat stuff you would taken seven wounds which i'm pretty sure only counts you as lightly damaged so where it are we? definitely does with my narthesium yep okay uh in that case Brother Gladius, please give us the first roll of the session, which is your Medici skill test. Right. So I get a plus 20 because
4: of the Mm Narthesium. Uh, my Medicaid skill is... Someone. Uh,
0: it will be Intelligence. So over on the right-hand side... Uh, yep, that's a 52. So 52. Plus 20... Um, and actually give us a, give yourself a plus 10 as well, because this is routine. This is not, uh, um, I would not consider this a challenging meta key test, uh, especially right. as you are Right, so do you just
4: want me to roll 1d100 minus 82? Um, no. Uh, 82 the
0: other way minus 1d100. Exactly.
1: Okay.
4: yeah that's failed somehow.
1: Is Siri in the chat? you got to put Siri in the Ooh, chat red That would probably uh, help that I hadn't yes please
0: you. Rob. okay hang on one second. Um, <gasps> I probably, it, it was oh, fine on, until Rob made everything something. tidy. Uh, rolls it was fine until Rob
4: made the chat rooms better and more tidy and organised them
0: Indeed. all. Indeed. Indeed. Okay, so can we <laughs> add uh, mission comms? All right, now try it. Gothic series now a part of Kill Team Atromatos. Boom. Okay. We should maybe back. add
1: that to the pre-podcast checklist, just saying. <laughs>
0: Well, 82 minus... So I rolled an 18. That's a a success. That is still a success. So basically, in that case, back to page 101, I'm pretty sure that gives... Sorry, 102. Yes, uh, your intelligence bonus, Gladius, is from memory... uh, Come on. Five. Indeed, you are a very smart person. So, and also, give me then a 1d5 roll. Is that 1d5 plus 5
4: or is there something else?
0: Um, well yeah, alright, make it 1d5 plus 5. And then double it. Double it? Oh, is that with the Narthusium or?
4: Oh yeah, buddy, Space Marine Apothecaries are just ridiculous. Like, genuinely, I'm very, very good at healing people. Bloody hell.
0: It's so really hard to be
4: bad. It's really hard to be bad as as a Space Marine. So fourteen wounds.
0: Okay, that's pretty much double what he had anyway. So yeah, it so gets basically, me back
4: to
3: my maximum.
4: Yeah, basically, Gladius like uses the the little chainsaw mechadendrites on his Eastium, uh cuts out like nice neat pieces of your armor. Um, you know. Dips around with like medical hypo sprays and sacred unguents, which are totally not nanomachines, guys. These 100% not nanomachines. Um, And then basically glues your armor back on. Probably doesn't even take very long.
2: Is this uh, like a limited use resource or uh, can you just do that? No,
4: no, 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 no. narthesium. uh, That's just what the narthesium does. Gideon also also took some damage that fight. You know, it's kind of like (laughs) oh, I can do you too, buddy.
1: Yeah, Yeah, no, but I think think so. Rob,
0: do you really want me to roll? Like, I think basically it's probably at the point where if it's outside of combat, really. I mean, you know, one of the things I was thinking of doing after after I realised the healing power of fate points. Um, I thought, you know, okay, well, that means you guys might want to save some fate until the end of the mission to heal up. But really, as long as Gladius is alive, alive, conscious, and has a working narthesium, um, yeah, you might. I think pretty much, uh, and you can. I don't think there's anything stopping you using first aid on yourself, is there, Gladius? No, there isn't. Get, so, I, <laughs> I, I will. Like I will point session... out. I am the only motherfucker
4: that's come close to dying too.
0: True. Yeah. So perhaps, yeah, at the end of the session, if, you know, we're oh. not wrapping it up in the middle of an ongoing combat, um, yeah, I think everyone can pretty much go, all right, full hit points. If you've got any critical wounds, well, so- st- that's tough luck, because you've got to have ongoing medical treatment to sort them out, like, for about a week's I
4: time. might say if it's, like, if, if it's a serious wound, rather than, like, a, sorry, it's not, a, it's a, is it a heavy
0: wound? Well, basically,
4: when you've gone past your light thresh barrier before you've taken permanent, like, I lost an arm sort of injuries. Like, I'd say maybe roll if we're at that point. But, like, under, if someone's on light wounds, it's trivial. Mm. So, like, maybe then, let them heal back their light wounds.
0: Yeah, but keep in mind with enhanced healing, you, it's 1d5 additional wounds with any successful mediki test. So that's not, like, light wounds. That's just full stop 1d5 wounds. You know, regardless of whether you're lightly or heavily damaged. And, um, yeah, I mean, and that's sort of, with and first aid is a bloody, uh, it's a full round action, I think, but it's a full round action in combat. That's five seconds. So, really, uh, I think the only thing maybe that, again, that you would set aside would, be, would perhaps be critical wounds. It's sort of like give the kill team an hour or so, if that, and an apothecary could pretty much have them again outside critical wounds back up to full fighting strength
2: yeah are there any are there any rules about like if you fail the check you can't do it again for a certain amount of time or can you just do it again right away
0: um i think pretty much uh it's kind of i think in this particular case First aid, the way it's written, is from the perspective of it being used in combat, and it's like you know, in that regard, it's shooting a gun. Uh, You know. Also, you can only heal heal each
4: wound once. But I think that might be for. I don't like it. the book. Is not entirely clear about it. It did say you can only heal each wound once. So, like maybe take a note of how
0: many times you've been hit. Yeah. Um. I think you know. For the moment, for the moment, as much as this is fun and it distracts it uh you know it gives me a bit more breathing room before i have to like do plot and character stuff at you that's probably something that it might be worth saving for the debriefing yeah that's fair so yeah actually that's a thought where are we uh,
4: but yeah I'll, I'll go around i'll give everyone a bit of a you know a little bit of a, a loving check up um no no quite happy smiley face stickers on the armor but you know Avalon tried to make that a thing once uh it didn't go down well you know we don't do that we've got you know we've got the little uh we've got the little uh like purity seals like that that's close I get
1: yeah that's that's only because alpha marines and ultramarines do not have a sense of humor mate
4: yeah, basically <laughs> anyway yeah so i'm I'm gonna get the guys uh sorted out. Mm. And then uh, and then I'm going to suggest that we start making a move uh, sooner rather than later before the strategic assets that we now- need access to are lost completely.
0: Okay. Um, what are the chances of
2: requisitioning some equipment from these PDF forces?
1: Oh, you? Oh, ammo, completely... yeah. I'm already on it. <laughs> 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 I,
4: some of us who use guns and not tanks do need resupply.
0: Um, all right, get in. so from the sounds of it, you're pretty much going to be checking out the stores. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, no worries. Uh, you go and find, uh, one or two, uh, uh one of the, uh, armory and stores buildings and, uh, you go in and you take a look around and, um, let me see. I'm just having a quick look at... Yeah, awareness. Okay. Um, you look around and you notice pretty much they've got standard gear for planetary defense force. Uh, and perhaps not even then all that great gear. It's carapace armor and LAS weapons no heavier than a LAS rifle, or LAS gun, effectively. Um, but as you look around the armory, you notice there doesn't seem to be quite enough supply here for the amount of, even considering a recent attrition, um, the amount of troopers that you've uh, noticed in the base. So, uh, yeah... Something doesn't quite seem to add up, in terms of the available supplies. Over or underage? Underage.
4: Well, let's also take into consideration that their commander is quite clearly not actually a soldier. Yeah, who she's has got, brought me? She's got baby fat.
2: Who's who's brought me to the uh, the uh, whatever this would be called, the weapon?
4: Storerooms. quartermaster.
0: Um, you've been uh, brought here by a uh, another PDF soldier. Uh, this one is a human being again. You would expect you would expect around mid twenties. Um, she is wearing PDF combat fatigue trousers, but her uh upper jacket and tunic are missing at the moment she's basically just wearing a tank top and you notice uh this reveals the fact that she has semi-crude tattoos on her arms um and give me an awareness roll please
4: these people are 100 percent just ordinary civilians that have picked up other people like picked up soldiers gear to defend themselves aren't they or the Rebels. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, good point. Make that roll, buddy. Save our lives. Just a straight perception roll?
0: Um, yep, yeah, straight awareness. Which I think, yeah. What well, the mechanics if Make it routine, so I had a plus
2: 10. Does anybody know, like, off the top of our heads, if, uh... What is it? What is it? Uh, spending a fate point can add some bonus to a roll or let me re-roll if I fail or it
0: something can. like that? A fate point can I think it re-roll. give you a plus 10 or give you a re-roll. So you could spend one fate point to give you a plus 10, and if you don't like the result, you can spend another fate point for a re-roll.
2: Well, I think I'll, I'll see how this goes, and if I don't like it, maybe I'll
4: re-roll. They do refresh every game, remember, by the way. On the oh, other hand, that's a good roll. Don't need it.
3: Oh, I'm not going to use it. <laughs> I thought it was every
0: mission. Yeah. Like, I think it's every game yeah. session. Technically, oh, okay. if you yeah, and I'll let you off with it this time. But technically, if you were going to use the fate point to give yourself a plus ten, you would need. Oh, I wasn't going to use first. it. For the plus yeah. 10. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. One one thing that uh, you do notice in uh, this soldier's tattoos, uh, semi-prominent, sort of like on the left shoulder. Is the PDF insignia the winged globe? Flipping Necromunda Hive gangers, man. Yeah.
4: What's that? Swear to God. They're, they are Necromunda Hive gangers or some shit. <laughs> they've, they've like been co-opted into the military or something.
0: This is a shamble military organisation.
2: Yeah, does it look like a very recent tattoo?
0: Um... It looks perhaps a little bit more recent than some of the others, which uh, do perhaps look a little bit cruder. Um, But yeah, uh, I'm just trying to think. I guess Marines would probably be semi-familiar with tattoos. They might have one or two themselves. Um, Usually unit markings or something like that. Um, It looks... By your eye, by the amount of wear, you would expect that it's been there um, a year, maybe two. Okay. And she sort of, sort of shrugs, looks a bit uncomfortable. You can't tell whether or not it's because um, of the immediate situation or just the fact that, hey, she's basically standing within um, handshake distance of... A freaking space marine but um
1: do you yeah, have the scary armor on as well, as well?
0: it's not oh, much, i don't have scary armor.
2: Uh, yeah i don't have i don't have scary armor i just have uh regular armor. you
4: got the one like me that helps with uh magnitude damage
2: oh i've got the one that just gives me i think it just gives me a bonus to Ballistic
4: skill or something like that. Ah, that's it. A... You've got like a aim aim bot living in your armor.
0: Yes, ballistic skill plus five, but it makes it so that I
2: can't dodge or I'm bad at dodging or something
0: like that. Negative ten, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like why you. I, I do also nine? have.
3: <laughs> I do also have So the, you're a uh, turret. You're you're basically a turret the... that we bring like Yeah. Us. Yep. <laughs>
2: I do also have the seeker's robes with like the hood up and I have I have not taken off my helmet. but mm. uh, the soldier around. Um, but yeah, seeing their uh, their supplies I will without even like turning to her, just say, um, Soldier
0: She sort of inclines ahead, perhaps slightly surprised that a space marine is talking directly at her, but uh,
2: yeah. You are woefully undersupplied. Why?
0: Um, she sort of um, sort of shrugs and says, "We're simple PDF, sir. We can't keep track of everything around here, especially not with all, especially not with all the chaos going on lately."
2: Whose job is it to keep track of this?
0: She looks again a little bit uncomfortable and um, says, uh suppose that would be our quartermaster, um, Lieutenant Ford.
2: Where is Lieutenant Ford?
0: She pauses a little bit and then says, and then nods and says, come with me, we'll see if we can track her down. Um, in the meantime, while this is going on, we're just going to bounce outside the PDF uh, base's walls to Brother Avalon, who is working with her... Uh, gathered group of uh, PDF assistants to get the Chimera in a little bit better working order after um, she kind of uh, did significant amount of damage to the shock absorbers um, after taking it for a bit of a jump. And... um, uh, While she and the PDF are loading it up and... um, uh, making sure that it is in, uh, operating enough order for a journey, uh, the, uh, the lieutenant whom you all met a little bit earlier on, when, uh, <clears throat> Commander Melton assigned him to, uh, make sure that the area was secure, uh, comes back past with his platoon of PDF and, uh, you'll forgive me, but, um, uh, I'm actually going to, although he didn't really have an accent before, I'm going to try and put one on now. So, uh, he sort of, uh, steps over near to where you're working, um, puts his hand up to the Chimera's hull, uh, sort of, uh, rubs his hand over it and says, uh, these things bring back some memories. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry to pry, Lord, but any idea when these when uh, this old girl's going to be ready to roll?
1: Oh wait, hang on. Are you talking to me, mate? Yes, my lord. Uh, Classic Avalon. Awesome. Have have you have you crewed one of these before, by any chance?
0: Oh yeah. I was part of the... Uh, Brilliant. I was part of the Ixian Tithe Guard. Part of the force that's... Uh, part of the force that was prosecuting the Akaros salient here in the Reach. Damn sight okay. better men than these P- Damn sight better men than these PDF.
1: I don't know. These guys have just saved this base from being overrun. So, um... I'm will say though i may need some help getting everyone together and improving some of these defenses here in case you guys get attacked again Mm. but especially i'm thinking that if you've crewed one of these beautiful babies before you might have some ideas and and be able to help me make a couple of uh repairs and modifications
0: He looks uh, sort of looks to you, looks over the chimera. Sort of nods and says, eh, "Well, this old girl's a little bit past her prime, but I think me and my team, we can do, we can help get her back up, back up to combat status." Um. By the way, just out of sheer interest, Matthias, where are you in the middle of all this? I am going to
3: find the highest vantage point possible and take a look around and see if I just see anything peculiar or out of sorts.
4: So you're going to Assassin's Creed this nonsense. Basically. <laughs> Remember to aim for the pile of uh pile of straw. But then again, if you miss it, the floor's going to take more
3: damage than you are. <laughs> <laughs> If it's Space Marine style, it's just going to be a... Po-
0: I mean, it's pretty much... Oh, Matthias, you muted yourself, mate. <laughs> you must have hit the wrong button.
3: No, I did that on purpose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mute when I'm not speaking. Yeah.
0: Uh. Um, yeah, so, I mean, pretty much, uh, I think, with Brother Matthias, every landing is a, you know a superhero three-point landing, but anyway
3: it's gotta be it's gotta <laughs> be so yeah what do i have to do to to uh take a look and scope out my surroundings do i have to roll anything
0: um not really i mean we're out of combat pretty much getting up on any kind of vantage point is a matter of uh putting a quick boost through your jump jets uh yeah. if you don't want to be that fancy then all you need to do is pretty much just go within the base and uh why would I ever not be fancy? That's not a factor. Well, Let's that is true. That jump is true. Up that there. is a fair point. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, as this happens, I mean, you're pretty much, I don't know if you went uh, inside the base as such, but. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I took him inside uh, for medical healing. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, Avalon, the uh, lieutenant makes his excuses and, uh, leaves his platoon with you to work on the chimera. And, uh, just as Matthias is, uh, walking around toward the foot of, um, uh, yeah, near the base of the walls, uh, he sort of comes in and, uh, you see him just as you engage your jump jets and you don't really pay it much mind, kind of start a little bit. And uh, it's something maybe of a surprise that a minute or two later, uh, as you walk along the walkway uh, that is behind the battlement at the top of the walls, uh, surveying the nearby scene, uh, with your enhanced optics, uh, you do notice that pretty much as William told you a little bit earlier on it does look as though that there are rebels messing around what appears to be some sort of storage facility fairly close by and you can also see another number moving in on the spaceport uh reinforcing what appears to be uh an existing mob of rebels there and they look as though they're basically trying to do as much damage as they can presumably uh to deny the spaceport to any reinforcement that might arrive okay I'm
3: going to radio just basically send a vox link to everybody and say like are these people experiencing any kind of staffing or uh, issues with their their rations their supplies or anything like that um, is this to the kill team Yes, it's to the kill
0: team. Okay.
4: There should be a lot more PDF troopers in this base.
3: Okay, is there anything else we're seeing? Gadeon, anything? They're certainly under-equipped when it comes to
2: a- any kind of equipment, really. I can't speak to rations, but uh,
3: they are seriously under-equipped here. Avalon, have you noticed anything weird, lacking, not around when you would expect it to be?
1: Uh, Yes, they should have a lot more light artillery for a PDF base of this size. Um, I would be expecting more vehicles as well. Um, If I have a look over at the... Whatever tanks. What were they coming at us last game?
4: Medusas.
1: That's it. Medusa tanks. Can I estimate at a vintage and see whether they may have come from the base? Uh,
0: The Medusa siege cannon is basically an aging field piece as it is. It's by and large been replaced by the Basilisk in a lot of Imperial Guard frontline units. This you pretty much know uh, from your Space Marine training. Um so the fact that a battery of them uh is present on perhaps before the Achilles crusade uh, was launched in the Jericho reach uh that a battery is present uh, was present of them on a sort of a backwater planet for uh, the PDF um is perhaps not unsurprising um planetary defense forces tend to be equipped with whatever uh, the ruling authorities can cobble together or perhaps even purchase from off-world. Um, you know, technically, every planet in the in the Imperium is meant to have some sort of local garrison, but, uh, yeah, a lot of the good stuff tends to get siphoned off-world for uh, the Imperial Guard and the other front-line troops prosec- prosecuting the... Um, uh, the various battles and wars across the Imperium in uh, the God Emperor's name.
2: Are there any uh, insignia or anything on the on the Medusa platforms to indicate that they were uh, part of the PDF force equipment?
0: Uh, from memory, yes. Um, actually, I'm just trying to think. You didn't get that. Uh, you didn't. Get I didn't close, get close. Yeah. Ask. If you do ask the team, then Matthias and Avalon, yes, you did see that there were PDF logos stenciled on the hulls of these things. Uh, There was probably even some crude spray paint with crosses or markings or uh, whatever with um, uh, Lord of Blood or something like that, uh, sort of captioned either on top of them or uh, around the logos.
3: Okay, I'm going to radio that to the kill team that um, I see a large contingent of people amassing around a storage facility, and they appear to be rebels, as well as a, an issue around their, just their space area, the spaceport. And it seems as though reinforcements are impossible right now, even if we do send a call for help they won't be able to get here necessarily. Mm. So I see a little bit of cleanup before we move on to the nobles' house. Mm. I agree. Uh, In a situation like this,
4: it must be that because we are facing a fundamentally human heretical cult, that the tactics they would use to defeat their once brethren would be fundamentally the tactica of the uh, the, of a military group. They would deny each other resources, uh, to find out that they're badly supplied is not a surprise. And then, uh, get Gladius is actually going to come off of comms, look to commander Melton again and say, how long has this conflict been occurring? Commander? Uh,
0: she looks over at you and says, It's been basically raging for just over a week now. Uh, The rebellion kicked off and uh, we lost so many people either... They either turned or were killed. They were everywhere. They beheaded most of our command structure and what was remained was recalled back to the Magistria district my orders were to hold and maintain this space as best we could
4: my brothers have scouted somewhat uh we have decided that before we can make our way into the uh, oh god magistria
0: magistria that's it magistria (laughs) think think magistrate
4: right the magistria district that we must first Ensure your forces have a good resupply, and then clear the starport of renegade forces."
0: Supplying your troops is a high priority. She nods and says, I'll see what I can... I'll see what I can do to muster the troops. They're good people though, and those that are left, they've been through a lot. I don't want to throw their lives away unnecessarily. That's, if we can, I would like to get reinforcement back from the Magistria District before I deploy them fully. And right about that moment, by the way, uh, Brother Gladius, um, your uh, heads-up display flashes up that you've got an incoming com signal, uh, PDF frequencies.
4: Is that something that I'd be aware whether the entire team was receiving?
0: It looks as though uh, it's only coming in on your headset, for whatever reason. It's a general broadcast, but um, uh, yeah, it's it's an an unusual... uh, There's an unusual cipher. Prettier frequencies, but the cipher is unusual. In fact, you'd swear it was Inquisition. Alright, fantastic. What I'm going to do
4: is I'm going to raise a finger to cut off Melton as she's talking, uh, and then I am going to patch that message through the personal comms of the squad,
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh, listen only, but so they can
0: hear what's being said and what I'm saying. Okay. Lord Gladius, this is Captain Escot 117th Lord's Home. Are you receiving me? receiving. Speak. Hmm. And just to check, guys, you know who Captain Ascot is, right? It's the Calidus assassin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember. I have notes. <laughs> no worries. Um, she says, uh, well, she, he, I should say. Um, Thank you, my lord. We're still a couple of kilometres south of the PDF base. We got delayed by some... Re- some rebel platoons that we encountered slowed us down some. Have you already made it there? Yes, the base has been secured. One thing that occurred to me shortly after we parted company is that uh, the local PDF might be of particular use in helping clear out any hordes of rebels that you might encounter. If you can, try and get as many of them on side as much as possible. I know that uh, Space Marine's are more bred for warfare. So perhaps tact and diplomacy might not necessarily be out of your skill set. But you are the Emperor's Angels, and that carries a lot of weight amongst the common people. See what you can do, again, in terms of getting as many of the PDF troopers on board with you as you can. And uh, as a GM, what I'm going to say very quickly here is... uh, sort of a briefing, one of the things that uh, you guys are able to do during this particular mission uh, is to get... you have the opportunity in certain locations, uh, if you manage to succeed, uh, to get PDF support units which you can actually use to effectively tie up any rebel hordes that you encounter on a one-to-one basis. So once you use up a PDF support unit, uh, you effectively eliminate a rebel horde's worth of opposition in a particular area. It was something that I wanted to make sure you guys were kind of aware of as players, uh, um, uh, just so that uh, you didn't wind up feeling perhaps cheated if you didn't realise the opportunity was there.
3: Cannon fodder, I am down.
0: I didn't
4: realise there was a mechanic behind it, but I kind of got the implication that we had an army on site. Uh, will that be all sergeant? Captain, you mean? Uh, Captain, yeah. Like Gladius wouldn't have got it wrong.
0: Yeah. Everybody's a sergeant. There are gonna be a lot notes. of lucky privates out there, I'm sure, are <laughs> going
1: He said on a sergeant. Goes, Let's I'm just be honest.
4: <laughs> giving the guy any sort of like military uh rank is far above what he actually has, being as He is, in fact, an assassin from the deepest space,
0: capable of shape-shifting. Yeah, indeed. Um, Yeah, that changes
3: things just a little.
0: Captain Escott replies, for the moment, yes. We expect that we may be, depending on uh, local terrain and whether we face any further opposition, half an hour to an hour away. And when we get there, we've still got enough people where we can bolster the bases, defences, uh help carry out any repairs that are necessary and uh perhaps even give you some additional reinforcement
4: thank Um, thank you very much i will appraise the rest of
0: my squad with this information uh by the way Gideon while this trooper that you are with is taking you to find lieutenant for the quartermaster um she looks a little bit as though there's been something she's been meaning to say for a little while for a minute or so and then she kind of spits it out. She says, look, I need your help. We need every man, we need every trooper that we've got available to us. And Commander letting, Commander letting Sergeant McGilvery and what's left of 2nd Platoon languish in the brig. Can you say something? Can you get them out?
2: Why are they in the brig?
0: She, again, sort of struggles with her words a bit. Not exactly purses the lips, but sort of presses the lips together. That bloody Lieutenant Garth, he was just trying to impress him. He just wanted to do something to help us all out. And instead, he went to try and retrieve the the battery of Medusa cannons from stores. And instead, he got overwhelmed. He failed. She doesn't say anything and she doesn't nod. But the expression on her face indicates that while she hates the idea, she can't disagree.
1: Or was he set up?
2: I don't think Gideon cares. I think Gideon will be sort of silent for a moment and um, uh, probably then just say, like, take me to Lieutenant Ford.
0: She sort okay. of breathes out through her nose and says, Yes, sir, of course, sir. Right this way, sir. She then proceed. Uh, we'll skip away from you guys for a second, and um, we'll go back to... Uh, brother matthias for a moment as uh the lieutenant surmounts the battlements and sort of joins you there and um he sort of looks looks at your left shoulder pauldron for a second and he says i thought i recognized it it's not exactly the same but you're a blood angel aren't you yeah what of it he sort of smiles and he says You have good kin. I was there on Tolian. About ten years ago. We were assigned to take the planet back. From Rebels. Backed by Chaos. Part of our... effort to prosecute the Akaros salient. Me and the Ixian Tithe Guard, we were... Keeping the enemy tied down. Ordered to hold no matter what. Weren't sure what the hell we were waiting for. Then they came screaming out of the skies. Don't have exactly the same icon. There's a skull in the blood drop where you don't have one. Angels Vermilion, they were called. And uh, Matthias, the name you recognize immediately. The Angels Vermilion are a successor chapter part of the second founding and they were born of the gene seed that was used um that is basically uh the core of the blood angels chapter just half a company's yeah. worth but they smashed into those traders like nothing else tore them to pieces it was beautiful to watch we have a trader who needs taking care of and he needs taking care of sooner rather than later He was one of the ones who struck out when the Rebellion started off. Killed half of the commanders here. Kincaid is his name. He's close. I think he's after those storehouses. We need to get ev- You need to get my platoon, my men. Nobody else here is worth anything. Press out and take him down. He likes to brag. Likes to say how his lord of blood and darkness is better than the Emperor. You and- You and I- Your Marines and my platoon, we can show him. We can stuff his mouth full of his own words. I'm
3: just gonna take off my helmet and make direct eye contact with him. And I'm going to uh, just address him and say, I'm reckless, but I'm not stupid. And then I'm going to get on to VoxLink put my helmet back on, get back onto Boxlink and inform everyone of what just went on. And as I'm walking away from the lieutenant...
4: Brother, are you still within sight of the storehouses? Yes. Could you give me a rough estimate of how many people you could see?
3: Am I able to do that, Rob?
0: You can. Uh, From what you can see, it looks like... uh, Several platoons worth. Uh, effectively, consider them from rules perspective and what you've already encountered. Uh, if, I, if you'll forgive me while I just uh, flip through my paperwork for a second. Um, two hordes of uh, more concentration than you've encountered so far. Uh they're not massively larger, but um uh they're definitely uh, significantly more reinforced than um uh the three hordes that you encountered trying to assault the PDF base.
3: We'd be outnumbered.
4: We are always outnumbered, brother, but never outclassed. <laughs> Could've been a bit more badass if someone had been coughing across it, but fine. Um so Gladius will um We'll, we'll just say on, on the on the team's comms, you all received the missive, yes? Yes, sir. Yes. In my opinion, taking the warehouse first would be prudent to help arm the PDF force. Perhaps after that we should move towards the Magisterium district. In order to make the distress call and then press from the Magisterium district towards the starport, so that they can arrive.
1: Which part of this geography had the Brood Lord in it?
0: You don't know for certain. Uh, it could be. Uh, as far as you're aware, there are basically four main districts here in Avalos. The one that you're currently in is called Portica. It's basically the hub of all. um, It's the. What's the word? It's like an industrial complex. Not quite. Um, It's more like a hub of infrastructure: roads, rail lines, uh, seaports. They all pretty much converge here, and of course, the spaceport is as well. Um, It also features. It's
1: It's Port Bloody Botany.
0: Pretty much, yeah, effectively. Um, And speaking of Port Botany kind of in the central uh the central area of this city is the actual industrial sector which is called the fabrica district to its east is the calistria district which is the main residential area and it's pretty much where the fiercest fighting is going on and then uh on the cliffs to the north is the magistria district which is basically um the centre of government, and uh, the location of all the noble mansions. With the
3: other district being so far away, it would almost be prudent to clean up this district.
4: And the warehouse is in this district, yeah? Yes.
0: It's basically uh, a couple of kilometres away. It's large enough that uh, it can be... Spotted especially from the elevated position on top of the walls. Um, so yeah, fairly close to where the PDF base is. As can is I the get closer
3: area. without? Can I get closer without giving any?
0: You can. It is going to take you. Uh, even at, you probably won't be able to open up your jump pack to full speed, because if, uh, you do your run, which is basically 60 meters in five seconds, um, A, it makes a fair bit of noise, B, it does cut, uh, the exhaust cast out a bit of light, and, um, yeah, uh, so it is going to, it is going to take you, no matter what, a bit of time to get there, and if you are trying to be careful and scout it out, uh, yeah,
3: yeah, that's fine.
0: I'll tie myself
3: up doing that for a
0: bit. Mm. No worries. Uh, all right, then. So you take yourself off a little bit to do a, a performer scouting expedition. All right. Um, so on that note, uh, Gideon, the trooper that you are with, uh, brings you towards uh, the main command and control section. Um and by this time, uh, the Lieutenant who was speaking with, uh, Avalon and Matthias has now come back down as well. And, um, as you come towards the entrance of, uh, the main command and control facility, uh, you see the Lieutenant approaching and, um, the door, uh, opens up and Commander Melton also steps out, uh, the trooper that you are with, Gideon, uh, sort of uh, stops, snaps off a, 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 a salute, and says, uh, "And says, sir, Lieutenant Garth, sir." Uh, he stops, sort of turn, uh, turns around, faces a, and says, "What is it, sir? What is it, Sergeant Tosh?" Sir, we're just looking for a, for a adjutant Ford, sir. was hoping you'd know where she was, sir, considering she's your adjutant, sir. Garth sort of uh, works his jaw a little bit. You can tell that there is absolutely no love lost between these two. And he says... Motions to the door of the command and control facility and says... I expect if you step within you won't have much trouble tracking Lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Ford down. Now, if that's enough, I have and uh, Commander Melton sort of looks around, uh, sort of looks at him and says, "Lieutenant Ford's not there not in the facility at the moment, sir. Uh, at the moment uh, Lieutenant Garth." And he sort of works his shoulder, you know, works his shoulders and says, I'm sure wherever she is, it's quite important to the vital functioning of the base. Now, if you'll excuse me, and uh, he sort of steps and uh, turns and uh, walks off into the facility. Um, Gideon Sergeant Tosh, as she has now been identified, um, looks at you, shrugs, and says, Well, she doesn't appear to be here. I suppose we can try and track. I suppose we can try and track her down.
2: Uh, Gideon, um, sorry, the lieutenant left, but the commander is still there. Uh,
0: yeah, the lieutenant went inside the facility, and the commander is uh, uh, basically standing there, looking a little bit nonplussed. You get the feeling that she's perhaps had to deal with. She's encountered Garth's attitude before but she's never been quite sure how to deal with it. Uh, She um, says, um, I apologise for my lieutenant's uh, uh, attitude, my lord. We've all been under a lot of strain over the past week.
2: Yeah, Gideon uh, is uh, just going to kind of walk towards her. Your armoury is woefully under-equipped
0: we have had understandably we've had some supply problems since the rebellion much of it was stolen and um what little we had left we've had to try and manage as best we can between uh, three now effectively two platoons
2: get is gonna sort of stand there in silence for a, a few moments and then uh almost like motion to walk away and then stop himself and kind of turn back and say uh, I'm led to understand you have some soldiers locked up in the brig.
0: She uh, looks down for a second, and says, "Yes, that is true."
2: What is their crime?
0: Disobeying orders, reckless endangerment without uh, uh, reckless endangerment of imperial resources without uh, due process, and basically. Lists off uh, a short list of um, charges, which effectively mounts uh, amounts to uh, the platoon sergeant uh, acted uh, on his own recognizance, without direct orders, uh, put the lives of his platoon in danger, and uh, also lost the lives of most of his platoon. So. Uh, uh, although not quite treason, he's definitely in a lot of hot water, and potentially, well, you know, um, is likely probably to be facing a firing squad. She I says that likely to the be facing the firing
1: squad. whole time, though
0: she doesn't as much. But the list of charges it's, it's that she off... Uh, she doesn't like. She says it very matter of fact. Um like she sort uh, like, like she's taking her um, uh, her personal feelings out of the equation. right.
1: Ask her where this guy's CO was this whole time.
0: The lieutenants you mean
1: The guy in the Brigs yeah.
0: Oh what rank was the guy in the brig? Sergeant. Sergeant McGilray his um, uh, Sergeant Tosh said his name was.
3: That's the sergeant reb has been looking for. <laughs>
4: Who There's gonna the be at serge- least one per squad. Who was the sergeant's commanding
0: officer? She looks away. Me. I was. And my orders were for them to stay um My orders were for the troopers to stay in the base, wait until we could until we could raise reinforcements from the magistria from the magistria district. I didn't want this to happen.
2: How many troops do you have in the break?
0: Some What's left of 3rd Platoon? Enough to maybe scrape a squad together. I'm just not sure I trust them right at the moment.
2: Whether you trust them or not is inconsequential. Your fighting forces are severely depleted.
0: She looks like she's about to say something, and then nods and says, I know.
2: If you don't trust them, there are options. Missions that may not have the highest chance of success
0: she listens nods and says i don't like it but it may be the best option garth has been he's been t- he's been giving them ideas of his time back in the guard he uh, battles that he was in courageous foolhardy frontal assaults that he supposedly led
4: i think at this point like um, gladius will very quietly appear you know like you know half a ton of space marine quietly um and just sort of like listening on the conversation
0: Mm. one of the wonders of the uh uh high technology that space marine armor has is that when they want to they can move fairly quietly uh not absolutely quietly, their power packs and servos do still make some noise, but, uh, yes, if someone's attention is pretty firmly elsewhere, um, yeah, you can pretty much sort of get to a decent distance unnoticed, and not only that, the, uh, enhancements in your helmets do make you able to, uh, overhear things that, uh, regular humans wouldn't.
4: Uh, just like I said, he's just wandering up and then listening in on this conversation. Hmm.
2: Commander, if you no longer trust the sergeant and if you are unable to control him then perhaps we can find a use for him.
0: She nods and says You are the Emperor's Chosen. I will accept my lord's guidance.
2: Uh, At this point Gideon's just going to look up at Gladius.
0: Gladius will
4: give a bit of a nod. Like, yes, good decision, kind of. He doesn't say it, but that's the implication. I have been informed that support is arriving from the south within 20 minutes.
0: And I will say that to Melton. She blinks and says, really, where from? There is
4: a detachment of Imperial Guard who we arrived with somewhat.
0: She sort of... Uh, uh, leans back is perhaps the wrong word, but it's almost like... Uh, She's taken aback. Taken aback, but in a good way. It's almost like there's a, 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 some tension there that is um, uh, that is relieved. Um, and she says, That's good to know. That is... That's great news when some is sorely needed. Uh Cladius so, right. will put
4: his hand on her shoulder and just be like, fear not, the Emperor has chosen your side today. And then start walking out towards where uh, Avalon is. I
2: think Gideon will start to follow and then like stop himself and turn back to the commander and say, um, Do you have any idea where Lieutenant Ford would be?
0: She uh Stops, thinks for a second, and um says, uh she has been uh fairly busy. I think Lieutenant Garth has kept her uh quite uh he's been giving her a lot of assignments lately, uh uh preparing equipment for first platoon. I think uh, Garth is uh starting to as you've probably seen yourself chafe at the bit, uh I've not worried too much as it's uh, still kept our equipment ready. But um, uh, if you look for her in the uh, if she's not in the armory, look for her in the uh, around the base. I am sure she will be busy uh, making sure that uh, first and second platoons are um, are ready to deploy.
2: Now, is the armory
4: where I just came from?
0: It is. is right? Yes. Yeah. Brother,
4: why do we need this, Lieutenant Ford? Lieutenant Ford
2: is the quartermaster. I'm simply trying to re-equip.
4: Is there any,
0: like, troops wandering around carrying a Voxcaster? You actually do notice that uh, Sergeant Tosh does have one.
4: Cool. Um, I'll just <laughs> this point woman at has been walking the whole time. I'll point at the Voxcaster and say, have you not thought to call your commanding
0: officer. She, uh, picks the Voxcaster off her belt, activates, activates it, uh, tunes it into, well, she wouldn't tune it into PDF frequency, but, uh, uh, basically enables it. For It'd be a specific
4: caster. frequency within it, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. Sergeant Tosh for Lieutenant Ford, please come in. Sergeant Tosh for Lieutenant Ford. Lieutenant, are you there, Matt? Are you there, sir? Please respond. She has a, fa- a look on her face that um, sort of says, uh, uh, "This is kind of unusual." And then uh, the, vox, uh, uh, the vox kicks in. This is Ford, Sergeant. Please proceed, Lieutenant. Sir, uh, we're just looking for your current location. Um, uh, we have some uh, we have some Space Marines here. Who would like to speak with you. Very funny, Sergeant, but you will, um, uh, I will meet you at the barracks. I'm just gonna piggyback
4: on that channel that they're using. Hmm. Is that something I'm
0: capable of doing? Yeah, uh, no Is What are you, um, I'm you literally going to just do? gonna say, hmm.
4: Lieutenant, prepare to not be amused, and then cut off. <laughs> All right. But that's it. <laughs> then I'll <laughs> motion to Tosh to lead us to where this is.
0: All right, then. Um, she uh, nods and uh, takes you... Um, Actually, uh, I'm going to pat Gideon on, on, on the face. shoulder
4: and say, brother, I leave this in your hands and head out to Avalon. Oh, Gideon nods
0: all right then um, while you guys proceed uh, the Vox barks again and uh, uh, you hear um, uh, commander Melton's voice come over all com- um, all platoon uh, all platoon commanders this is a this is commander Melton get your troops to your barracks get them prepared to move out. And, uh, Torsha looks a little bit, even though, uh, she was privy to the discussion just now, she looks a little bit surprised at this. And then, um, uh, just before she speaks, uh, you hear, Garth here, about time. We'll be ready. And, uh, uh, around about that time, Avalon, uh, you see a, um, uh, the... NCO of first platoon, sort of um, uh, pick up his vox caster when it beeps at him. Uh, you hear Lieutenant Garth say, "Drop what you're doing. Uh, meet us at the barracks and get ready to gear up."
1: Uh, um, that the plan? I thought the plan was fix the barracks and fix the tank. What's going on?
0: Uh, the uh, NCO sort of looks at you and says. I don't know, I don't know, my lord, but um, we have our orders. We have to go. Besides, we've been kind of waiting for this, and uh, uh, he sort of slaps the side of the chimera. I think the old girl's about as as ready to go as she's going to get.
1: Okay. Um. I guess I will quickly check over the chimera. Mm. I might do the equivalent of taking the keys out of it and bringing them with me and then follow them in and work out where they're all going.
0: No worries. All right, then. Yeah, you can... Um, uh, it is pretty short work for you to be able to disable the Chimera's controls in such a manner that no one would be able to get them working again fairly quickly. And um, you proceed in following the uh, PDF troopers back to the base. Uh, all right, then. Um. You all uh, pretty much gather at. uh, You approach the barracks area, and can you folks make me an awareness roll, please?
4: I'm sure I can fail trying. (laughs)
0: What's
4: the Uh,
0: routine? So uh, plus ten.
1: I got twenty-two. Except I got 20 because I mistyped 10.
4: (laughs) I rolled poorly. (laughs) No, wait, I I straight up rolled incorrectly. Let me do that again.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, what's with this hashtag, dude?
4: I was using the stuff that Rob made.
0: Don't you go blaming my stuff for your fumble fingers. Couldn't
4: be my fault, okay. I? I actually missed time. I, oh. I, I got a minus 10. I've got one degree of failure,
2: okay. I got three degrees of success, so
0: okay. Then, um, Gladius, uh, you proceed forward, uh, toward the, uh, uh, the nearer barracks building, and you are pretty much uh just about to uh, get in the door you see uh various pdf troopers uh, uh going in uh you can hear noise from within inside it sounds like they're accessing their lockers etc and uh you pretty much uh, let a couple of them go past you and then uh turn to the door yourself and um what? Let me see. Getting was a 39, Evelyn was a 22, and Matthias is, of course, on his way to scope out the rebels uh, around the Imperial stores. Um, Clearly, I got distracted by my
4: own smug sense of self-satisfaction of being an ultramarine.
0: Indeed. <laughs> For what else is there in life of being an ultramarine? Um, all right, then. Uh, being Lionel Jackson, or any of the other Primarchs? Yeah. Johnson. Uh, all right, then. Johnson, Avalon. that's it. <laughs> Talking about my Primarchs, Primarchs, you notice something odd. Uh, a base, of course, does have some supplies of Prometheum, both for fueling vehicles and potentially uh, weapons-grade. And oh, you notice that there are some barrels of it where you would not expect barrels of Prometheum to be. The weapons grade would be basically secured in the armory and the uh, vehicle grade would be in the garage. And yet there are some barrels near the brig and both barracks. And uh, Gideon, you notice uh, approaching, sort of just sort of approaching and mixing with the crowd of PDF troopers entering the barracks, you see a uh, a human in uh, a slim human in neat crisp PDF fatigues, which are kind of contrasted by the shoulder bag uh, stuffed with papers, uh, notebooks, and data slates. And she sort of mixes with the PDF, uh, approaches the doorway, and you notice that this one has something in her hand, something that looks suspiciously like a detonator. And that is where we are going to call it for this session, folks. No! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hmm.
4: Well played, uh. (laughs) sir.
0: No worries. I just thought, uh, uh, I knew I had to call it at some point and I was approaching this point. I thought, all right, no, here's here's where it's going to be. Here's our cliffhanger for this session.
4: I fucking knew it. I knew it. (laughs) Yep. I knew that woman could not be trusted. Mm.
0: Ford! Uh, all right, folks, so uh, let's do a quick um, around the table before uh, we break for this session and, of course, take a which for us is going to be a quick half-hour break before we press on with the next session, uh, but for those of you folks listening on, it might either be a break of a week as um, our release schedule continues, or if you are listening in and uh, we've already gotten a good bit past this point of the release schedule it might even just be an issue of downloading the next episode so folks um sim uh tell us how do you find this session and where can people find you online
1: best place to <laughs> sorry Reb's just put up a picture of uh no i'll leave it i'll leave it for the patreons Um, It's amazing It'll be extra good for the (laughs) Patreon. Please, please consider supporting us Just to see all the awful in-jokes That happen behind the scenes Mm. Um, Which I probably should also explain Sometimes Rob as a GM does falter And it's usually because we are putting Some outrageous crap up on the group comms (laughs) It's not his fault We are that distracting Mm. Um,
3: Yeah, he has to read all of this Going on and still hold his composure and progress a story.
0: It is. It does get a bit easy because sometimes I have to juggle windows and I've only got the one screen. So, you know, if I ever manage to upgrade my computer and get a dual screen set up, which, you know, um, hint, hint, all you fine folks read Avalon's previous mention about Patreon. Um, yeah, that would be something I would love to be able to do with a bit of backing. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it means that sometimes I do miss some of the good stuff that goes on in the Mission Comms channel.
1: Right. Sorry. Okay. So anyway, before I I spat my words out because of the hilarious content of our our Patreon only comms channel, um, I was gonna say the best place to grab me is on Twitter. I am at PaintySim. P a i n t y s i m. Um, I'm there most days. Less so in the in the weekdays at the moment. I've got an actual real day job. Um, but I tend to repost a lot of pretty, pretty wargaming miniatures from all walks of life and, and ill and creeds and scale and and ability. Hashtag um, warmongers? Hashtag warmongers, Yeah, miniature Monday, work in progress Wednesday, whip Wednesday, all of that jazz. Um, and I'm gonna then gonna use that as a segue into the, uh, the the Twitter activity I've done tonight while we've all been playing is I've asked Twitter what we should call our brand-new Pilford Chimera tank. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> so do you want me to, to read out the four suggestions I've got so far? or should Come, we on, come to, on, come on,
0: come on. We've got to hear
1: time. them. We do it. All right. Well, I, my suggestion was we rename her the Beast from the East. Um, um. The British snowstorm that's that's crippled public transport in London today.
0: Works too, because technically the Portica district is sort of in the eastern reaches of Lord's Home, so yeah. Exactly.
1: No. And then we had, I can explain star star. <laughs> now, uh, before we go on, I have, uh, my phone is on, I'm a blind bitch mode. So I've got all the text up really high, which means I only see the first couple of characters and then... Um, Twitter then goes, okay, we'll give you some dots instead of the rest of the characters here.
3: <laughs>
4: so
1: I can usually only see about the first 10, 15 characters of people's names. Um, so I can explain dot, 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 suggested I liked it better when Kill Team had no vehicles, <laughs> which doesn't really make a really good acronym, and that's a bit of a mouthful. Then we had Fraser uh, McConaughey said we should call her Private Iron. And then Stephen Graham B. said, Tanky McTankface. <laughs>
0: of course. Someone was going
1: to. And then Elise said, Pumping Iron as a suggestion as well. <laughs>
4: I do like and Pumping Earth, Iron, actually. Crazy
1: Harry. Crazy Harry is a good idea. We'll see how this next session goes, maybe.
4: Thank you I mean, that should be the name students. of the next session. <laughs>
1: No, I want, okay, and I also want to propose an episode title for this session, um, Don't Blame My Stuff for Your Fumble Fingers.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's going to have to, that'll have to be it, and I'll, I'll have to read that in my wonderful Space Marine voice when I record the intro. Um, Gedeon, how did you find the session, and, oh, actually, Sim, where can people find you online?
1: I pimped the Twitter up the top of
0: all that. Mm hmm. Yeah, but just for listeners. Oh, yeah, did, you, you, did you I'm mention Sim? Did you mention your actual Twitter handle?
1: I did. Yeah. And I spelt it. I, I spelt
0: ah, it. Ah. I must have chewed out or something. Okay. <laughs> uh, Gideon, catch. How did you find this session and where can people find you?
2: Uh, people can find me uh, on Twitter uh, at dads, Five Star Dads, F I V E, star dad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was a good session. I. Uh, Uh, It's the first time Gideon really has had to interact with people, uh, which he's not a big fan of doing. So uh, there's a lot of work uh, uh, trying to play against Gideon's kind of normal uh, demeanor. But uh, I I like that. I thought it was really good. Um,
0: Yeah, I... (laughs) I keep thinking. It's, it's, if you want, yeah, I keep thinking. If you want to tell me about yourself, write me your autobiography, and then I'll get back to you. <laughs> but uh...
2: yeah, I. Uh, I don't know it's it's interesting um, playing Gideon as like uh, trying to balance like what I think Gideon would actually do and what I think is going to make for a good game. Because mm. <laughs> a lot of times he probably would just completely ignore everyone and. Uh, You know, not, it would not make for a good, uh, good game or good podcast. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to sort of, uh, find that balance. So I really enjoyed this. Mm. And it'll be, uh, well, I try to decide exactly what to do with that cliffhanger. Should be interesting.
0: Mm. All right. Uh, Rib. So our other, um, grumpy space marine how did you enjoy the session and uh, where can people check you out online
4: uh yeah so uh i think it was a good one we saw a lot of um like i say it was really good to see Gedeon having to interact with people who are not super soldiers um that was different very enjoyable um i think we had a little bit of team rapport going on today uh, rather than just like, we're all going to murder things now. Which was pretty cool. It was nice to get to know some of the people we've been trying to protect. Yeah, good session. Like very very little dice rolling, but still very satisfying. Oh,
2: yeah.
4: mm. um, uh, as for where I can be found, um, I have a Twitter handle. Can't be bothered to work out what it is, though. Um, I have a blog spot. Or a blogger. I have a blog. Uh, which is Fort Wynn that's f-o-r-t-w-y-n-n i am the lord of wind i'm gonna start putting up more content up there soon for the gasland stuff that i've been doing and i'm gonna try and get amy who is the maid of wind uh to start putting up her new Necromunda stuff and some of her modeling projects for this week so that'll be cool
0: I, I, sorry, I just have to round of applause for Maid of Win. That is perfect.
4: <laughs> there is a reason I called it Fort Win, buddy. It is literally a phonetic pun. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a place take on the old for the win meme. Yes. And um,
0: uh, I love But I love Maid, the Maid of, of Wynn was pretty well. amusing.
4: <laughs> she won't be the Maid of Win soon. She'll be Lady Win. Indeed. She'll be married. Mm might just keep keeper, the maid of wind, though.
0: Uh, and uh, for those of you folks listening, I'm not sure whether I actually managed to record the conversation about the wedding plans, but um, if I did, fingers crossed, that'll be up on Patreon sometime. Oh, Scott, brother Matthias. Yeah, man. So, how did you go? How did you find the last session? And uh, where can we find you online?
3: It was fun watching Getty. And- thing. It really think the common consensus here. Uh that was a blast. I enjoyed that. Myself I'm still trying just trying to get to the next combat because like (laughs) honestly Matthias is just magnificent killing machine. He doesn't have time for humans unless it's killing them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you But yeah no it was a lot of fun. Oh sorry you go ahead. No no go ahead. And I was about to say, and you've still got so many experience points yet to spend so he can be an even better killing machine. No, I'm going to keep those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to
3: keep those for a while. I have, plans. I have plans. But
4: you could be more killy.
3: I know, I know. I pick, Hey, I picked up a guy by his head and got answers that your magnificent speech has failed at getting, man. Don't need any help with experience points. <laughs> the dice are on my How side. How is that of drawing going, by the way? Oh, I basically stopped there, but uh, I'm just going to, like, send it to the first Patreon back here. Here you go. Sweet. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, I know I'm going to play with it a little more. I added some space marines looking on watching this thing, you guys, after your roles that failed.
0: <laughs> yeah. So where can people <laughs> find you online, Scotty?
3: Yeah, uh, right now you can listen to well, basically bitch about podcasts and talk about all things podcasting at listen.podcastbay.net. That's probably the best place to find me.
0: Awesome. All right then, folks. And you, of course, can find me uh, on Twitter at GM Radio. Rob, you can find the podcast on the web at OnlyInDeath.com, and we're working out which particular podcatchers that we are going to focus on submitting its feed to, but just in case, you can get our feed to add it to your favorite podcatcher through however you choose to do so. In the meantime, folks, we are going to take a quick break before we press on with the next session. So... Stay strong, and may the Emperor's Grace be with you. Our theme music is created by Michael Taylor of the band Shades of Sorrow. For more fantastic metal, go to ShadesOfSorrow.ca And if you'd like Michael to create custom music for you, Email him at shadesofsorrow1 at yahoo.com